we depend so much on our emotions and it's like sometimes your emotions can get the best of you and can distract you from what's really in front of you and what's going on around you so living in your legacy i would definitely say is living intentionally and living abundantly not just thinking of abundance as wealth and money but those moments that you had to hold your child those moments that you had to tell somebody i love you those moments that you had to make a funny silly video that's going to brighten somebody's day just living a life of abundance and just abundant and joy peace faith kindness all of those fruits of the spirit like that kind of abundance living your legacy and oh, let me add this too because when i think of legacy i think about my mom my grandma my great grandmother so as well as living my legacy like living a life that they may not have had the opportunity to live and so taking advantage of those little chips away at the wall that they made that opened the door for me to live a bright and fulfilling life so just not taking for granted the legacy that my great grandmama lived by not being wasteful. My grandmother didn't waste anything. My grandmother now that loves to cook, she loves to bring family together. Living in that, like living in that legacy, that's, that's beautiful to me. Hello, I'm Jill Sutton and welcome to Living Her Legacy, a podcast that features heart-to-heart conversations between mamas who are navigating everything that changes after having children. Right now, let's give ourselves grace to change to let go of what no longer serves us and unapologetically take up space. This knowing and owning our self-worth is the key to living a fulfilled life, our best life. Don't just leave a legacy, live one. Hello and welcome to Living Her Legacy podcast, episode number eight. Y'all are in for a real treat. Today, I'm blessed to talk with Jamise Blake, a multi-passionate mama who wears a lot of hats. She's a wife and a mama, a minister and a realtor, as well as an actress, dancer, model, and more. We discuss surrounding yourself with people who speak life and truth into you, as well as taking steps forward instead of letting fear hold you back from what God has in store for you. Jamise also shares a fresh perspective on living abundantly. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Jamise. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Very good. Thank you for being on. Thank you for inviting me. Such an honor. Thank you so much. Yes. It really is. I want to start out just by a little introduction with you. So if you can tell us who you are, where you're from, maybe, and what you do. Hi, everyone. My name is Jamise Blake. I am from Rock Hill, South Carolina, born and bred. I love Rock Hill. love my city. I do real estate. I'm a licensed realtor here in South Carolina. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I love my husband. I love my children. I have three boys, have a wonderful family. My mom, my dad, my brother, my little sister. Like it's, it's amazing. That's just a little bit about me. A little backstory. We met 10 years ago and we both worked at a hospital together. And one of the things that stands out to me about you is your smile. You are always smiling. That is something that is so consistent. And I think something that just draws, I mean, you just have such an energy, like people are drawn to you. And I think it's because, especially in that setting, you know, hospital Mm -hmm. can be good days, bad days. And sometimes it's hard to stay positive, but you are so consistent in being positive that man, you just, you shown like, so I just want to thank you for that during those days. I mean, I still can, I see you there and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like that's yes. That's her. Yeah, you were the same way. You were just like oh. a ball of light. 
walking into the hospital. I'd be like, oh my God, I got you. Thank you. So one of my questions to you, is there something, a quote, a mantra, a verse, a song that you tell yourself or play on repeat or how, how is it that you're so happy? I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just grateful for the day. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. grateful for another day and just knowing that it could be worse. You know, just kind of rationalizing that, gosh, it could be worse. And just keep it on that path. I, I, that's I, I know one of my favorite quotes growing up was "Attitudes are contagious." Is yours worth catching? Right. Oh. And so that's always been something that has stuck in my head. Is that gosh, I want to make sure that whatever kind of attitude I have, that is a contagious attitude, and it's one that's worth being contagious. I guess that just kind of subconsciously stuck with me, but I just, I don't know, being raped, my family, if you met my family, like they are just comedians. We laugh all the time. <laughs> like we just, we're just a very bright and pop, just being brought up in that. So it's just a part of my character pretty much. What's cool is your family is close. <laughs> yes. Very close. <laughs> very, very close. You recently made a big career change and I'd love to hear about it. I did. <laughs> it was so scary, Jill. Like, it was so scary because I've always just battled with the spirit of fear for a long time. And as bright as my personality is, a lot of people don't know that there's like this little timid little girl in the inside that's just like so afraid to step out on faith and take on these challenges. And so I have a very, very close friend and mentor, and she was like, you know, it's time. You you should try it. Like, I want you to experience, you know, this brighter side of life. I want you to experience just this way of how you can change people's lives for the better in such an impactful way. Like, you deserve this. And so I was like, okay. Uh, so I took the test, was scared. Oh my God, I've never been so stressed in my life. G. I was like, I was like, I know I'm not going to pass. I know I don't. Every question I was like, I don't know this. I don't know this. And in the back of my mind, I could just hear God saying, you know, stop that. Like, stop saying that you don't know. You do know. And you got this. I walked out of that exam room and the lady was like, and I said, did I pass? She was like, yes, girl, you passed. And I was so excited, so happy, so relieved. Like, oh, thank God. And so the change, it was big for me. Like my, no one in my family does real estate. And the thing about real estate is, is that it affects everybody. I don't care who you are, what side of tracks you come from. Real estate is going to affect your life in some kind of way. So for me to be the first one in my family to do it was amazing. It's been challenging. You get people and they're not ready, but it's just amazing because you still get to walk with them through the process. You don't let them go. You don't turn your back on them, which is something that I'm passionate about is, you know, seeing people through something. So it's been amazing. It's been challenging. Yes, it has, but it's been amazing nonetheless, just to see people who think that owning a home is so far off and impossible now saying, I think I can do this. It's one of the most wonderful things I've ever experienced. I think we have a very similar heart for what brings us alive. And it is seeing other people succeed. Absolutely. I feel like, especially like for you and in real estate, you are seeing people through a new phase of their life. That's what I want with this podcast too, is just to really like share someone's story of their journey and their success at the end, you know, or throughout the journey. 
Hey y'all, I wanted to interrupt real quick to let you know about a special deal I put together and is only open to the first five people that sign up. The deal includes one 60 second post read ad that will play during the first 10 minutes of a podcast episode, like what I'm doing right now. Your ad will play twice a month for three consecutive months. If you are a business owner that provides an online service, if you're selling a product, if you're wanting to promote something, a book, etc., this is a great opportunity. Your ad will live on the podcast for eternity. This ad bundle costs only $100 and again is only for the first five people that sign up. When you sign up, type 100 on the form so I know it came from this ad. You can find the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. So let's talk a little bit too about wearing many hats because you do a lot of things. You are a very multi-passionate person and are involved in a lot. So tell us a few of the things that you do other than just real estate, because that's just one of your hats. Well, like I said before, I'm a mommy of three boys. I'm a wife. I'm a minister. I just got accredited with my IMVD credits as an actress, model, and dancer. So I do that as well. I'm a content creator because I'm claiming it. I've had a couple of viral videos. So I, in my mind, I'm a content creator. That's right. <laughs> a choreographer. I love to dance. I um, work with a really, really close friend of mine. She goes to different schools and she brought me along. It was like, you know, it's an opportunity to help increase the self-esteem of young girls and I want you to come in and teach them dances so choreography as well so that's all I do it's nothing (laughs) I love how diverse all of those things are they are so (laughs) different from each other why is it important to you to be doing the things that you love important to do the things that you love because it brings the best side of you out you know it and it helps you keep moving forward once you do something that you love and you see the change that happens it's addictive right it's like oh my god I I need more I want to do more and you don't waste your time you know uh, moping around in your despair or in those things that have kept you in bondage for so long so what does it mean to you to be living in your legacy So to me, to be living in your legacy means to live intentionally and I would say live abundantly as well. You know, I was just um, in church Sunday and, you know, sometimes you come in just kind of like, oh, I'm just here. And it was like, okay, being intentional, absorb this moment. This is a beautiful moment that you have right now. You look to your left and your mom is over there praying. You look to your right, your brother, he's getting prepared to do a sermon. You look behind you, your husband's there. You're, you know, just being intentional about embracing what's going on around you in that moment and realizing that how good it is instead of how bad it is or how sometimes you just don't feel like, oh, you know, we depend so much on our emotions and it's like sometimes your emotions can get the best of you and can distract you from what's really in front of you and what's going on around you. So living in your legacy, I would definitely say is living intentionally and living abundantly, not just thinking of abundance as wealth and money, but those moments that you had to hold your child, those moments that you had to tell somebody, I love you. Those moments that you had to make a funny, silly video that's going to brighten somebody's day, just living a life of abundance and just abundant and joy, peace, faith, kindness, all of those fruits of the spirit, like that kind of abundance, living your legacy. 
And oh, let me add this too. Because when I think of legacy, I think about my mom, my grandma, my great grandmother. So as well as living my legacy, like living a life that they may not have had the opportunity to live. And so taking advantage of those little chips away at the wall that they made that opened the door for me to live a bright and fulfilling life. So just not taking for granted the legacy that my great grandmama lived by not being wasteful. My grandmother didn't waste anything. My grandmother now that loves to cook, she loves to bring family together. Living in that, like living in that legacy, that's that's beautiful to me. I love that. That is beautiful. (laughs) Talking about gratitude, Mm -hmm. it is a practice. And it is something that we do have to kind of change our mindset to be more thoughtful of. That's one thing I'm working on this year. I've, I always say I'm going to work on it. And then I'm like, I just kind of get away from it. But, but the practice of gratitude of just every day, spending a few minutes thinking of the things that you're grateful for, that you have the opportunities that we have. I mean, doors have been opened because of the work of other people. And it's amazing to even think about that. So I love that you said that. That's beautiful. Thank you, Jamie. Can you tell me, Jamie, about a situation maybe where it looked like a door was closing, but it was actually maybe a setup for your future calling? Yes, absolutely. My brother pulled me into the office. He's a pastor, so he pulled me into the office one day. He was like, Janice, I think it's time for you to become a minister. And I was like, no. <laughs> I immediately made an excuse. I was like, you know, with my husband, you know, we we like to spend more time together and, you know, ministry can be too busy. I don't want to church my children to death and, you know, like I'll just make it all kind of excuses, even though I felt in my heart that call. But so just when he's like, okay, cool. And so months and months went by, time and time went by and he finally was like, you know what? No more excuses. It's time. So he called me up in the middle of the service. And I was just crying because I was like, Lord, I don't want to do this, but I feel it in my heart. And the reason why I didn't want to do it is because I just felt like it's such a big responsibility. Now the magnifying glass is on you. People are going to be watching how you live your life. If you're living in according to these high standards. And I'm like, Lord, I am so flawed. This is definitely a closed door for me. Like now I can't, you know, I can't, uh, I like being the life of the, of the party when I come in. Hey, y'all, let's turn up, let's dance. And I'm like, God, all of that is going to go away. All of that is going to go away. I love social media. I like being silly, goofy. I don't like being, you know, so serious as you've seen like a lot of religious figures be. So I was like, you know what? God, this is definitely a closed door. Lo and behold, I was like, okay, I'll just try it. I'll just try it. And so, I said yes, and ever since then, Jill, it has just been, (laughs) it's been an amazing journey. Like so many doors have opened up for me once I finally gave God my yes. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'll do this. And it was like, you didn't have to change that much. Like people still love me just as I am. They still love me being quirky and silly and fun and bubbly and They've been like, if anything, it's drawn them even more to me because it's like, oh my God, you know, can I tell you about the situation? Do you mind praying for me? You know, what kind of scriptures can you do? You know, can you, girl, when you said this, it just changed my life. And I'm like, okay, Lord, like, you know what you be doing. <laughs> and so I, I did, I felt like it was going to be an obstacle because I felt like it was just going to shut out all of me. And God was like, 
just give me your yes and I'll take care of those things that you've been worrying about. Let me handle those things. Those things are for me to handle. You stop worrying about that. I just need you to walk with me and tell me yes and just see what I'm going to do in your life. And it has been, it's been crazy because I was like, God, sometimes I don't believe like, how do I preach to somebody and I'm struggling with my faith? Like, you know, just all these internal struggles. And God was like, I'll handle that. I just need you to know that what's on the other side of that door is going to blow your mind once you give me your yes. And so that's just one of the things that I felt like was really going to set me back. I thought it was going to be a wedge in my in my marriage because I was like, okay, you know, I don't want to put ministry before my family, before my kids, because I've grown up being a church girl, growing up, seeing how it can be a competition between family and ministry. And I was like, God, I don't want to do that to my family. And God has taken care of us in so many ways. Sometimes my kids, you know, like, I'll be going to church. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> so it, it's, it's been amazing. It, it has been. It was definitely a setup for a really great, great life. You said so many things that I want to capture. One of the things that I'm kind of sensing a theme is you you knew deep down and I almost feel like God has placed people in your life to call things out of you, to affirm your beliefs. And I just kind of want to highlight the importance maybe of surrounding yourself with people who love you and support you and who pull truth out of you. Yes. That is a really cool trait. Is it something that you do to like keep those people close? Yes. I'm keeping very, very close contact with those people because I mean, they're, they're like, you know, bread for me. Like, you know, I, I, I need them. It's like, a, it's, they're so necessary. It's crazy, Jill, because I really don't have to battle a lot with the people that are not good for me because I'm so secured by the ones that are there for me. Like, it, it's almost like they're a, a gate of protection for me. Because it's like, uh-uh, you can't get too close to her. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's crazy. I, I And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just an energy that people are kind of like, you know what, I might need to stay off of her because she's on a whole nother wavelength that I'm just not on right now. And I, and I don't know if that kind of stops them from coming around me or leeching off of me and leeching off my spirit. But it hasn't been challenging for me to keep those people away that, are no good for me, but the ones that have been drawn to me, they stick around. They're very loyal. I can depend on them and I keep in very close contact with them. I call them almost like every day. <laughs> and I think it's not so much of them just being drawn to me, but I'm drawn to them. Like it's something in them that's like, I need something from you. And they're like, I need something. So it's a fair exchange. So it's not like I'm sucking the life out of them or they're sucking the life out of me. It's it's a fair exchange. Like attracts like. And I really yes. feel like, you know, if you exude that positive energy, that's what's going to come back to you. Yes, absolutely. I love the analogy of kind of having your circle of protection, but still just like what you said about stepping into ministry, you're still such a relatable person <laughs> that so many people can come to you and feel comfortable bringing situations, real life situations and issues to you because they know you're real. Yeah. Thank you. Dear. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, we also talked before about how you feel like, and how, how everybody fear can be so crippling. Like it can really stop yeah. you dead in your tracks from even trying. 
and how, yes, you had these people to speak that yes into you, but you also have that gentle whisper from God saying, I've got you just take one step, just take one step, just take one step. Let's talk about that. And maybe just the saying yes, even though the fear is still there, the fear doesn't go away. The fear is still Mm -hmm. there, but that just saying yes. It, it doesn't, it doesn't go away. It was a very, very powerful stronghold on me. And I don't even know why, like I can't pinpoint where the fear necessarily started. It held me back so bad. And now that I've matured, now that I've gotten older, I see that it's just all just an illusion just to keep you from obtaining the best and obtaining all that God has for you. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if I've even overcome it. I don't know. I, I get something in me was just like, just try it. Like, what's, what's the harm in trying it? I think sometimes we over-spiritualize, overthink, and it's like, just try it. Like, who said that you have to sign your life over to this? You just give it a try. Give it a try. If it doesn't work out, it just doesn't work out. You move on. And so that's why I put my head face at. It was like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. What's the worst that can happen? Other than that, you find out that it was or it wasn't for you. If it was for you, then we got to rock and roll. If it wasn't for you, you're still going to rock and roll. You're just going to rock and roll in a different direction. That's, and that's just where it went. Just try. The least you can do is try. If you don't try, you just you don't know. So you're just sitting around not knowing. I'd rather know that it wasn't for me than just not knowing at all. (laughs) Yeah. To get that confirmation. I do think whenever we want to do something new or are thinking about something new, we we almost like make up things to stop us from making that progress. We make up these fears and ideas of, well, what if this, what if that, what if this happens? What if this doesn't happen? What if someone sees it? What if someone doesn't see it? (laughs) Like it can be any scenario. We just do it to stop ourselves. Yeah, exactly. I was like, why are you tripping? Stop this. You're a, you're a mama for God's sake. Like that's one of the most, that's one of the bravest jobs you can do. Like, are you serious? And you're about to be afraid of this one little thing. You, you, you know, it was just when you sit back and think about it, it's like, gosh, like, was I really that scared? Why? <laughs> you know, and sometimes it takes that encouragement and that reflection on the accomplishments that you've had to say, if you accomplished this, If you were able to do this, if you were able to make it through this, what makes you think that you won't be able to make it through that? It trips me out how much time you waste Mm. waddling in fear Mm -hmm. when you could really be out here killing it. And then just to think about the nation and the tribe that's waiting on you. Like God has a specific group of people that's assigned to you. But if you don't jump into your destiny, you're holding them back from jumping into their destiny. So, I mean, I don't want to be accountable for that. <laughs> Especially being a person that loves to see people prosper and, and succeed. You're holding them back from their prosperity or their success because you're too busy wanting to get your feelings cut up and get a thousand confirmations that you should do this when you know within yourself that this is something you should be doing. And stop making it seem like it's something that you got to sign your life over to once you get into it. I think, I know for me, I really don't like to think about my time being taken away from me. And so that fear of, oh my gosh, well, this takes too much time out of my life. How will I get that time back? 
God will recover that time. He's all powerful. You worried about a couple of months, a, a year or two of doing this venture. You never know whatever door is going to open. Like who said you have to be committed for the rest of your life? We do. So, we tend to think in absolutes, like everything is forever. Yes. yes you articulated that so well. Thank you. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that was so good. Yes. We make it seem like it's absolute. Like you don't have to commit to this for the rest of your life. <laughs> But just give it a try. Just give it a try. Well, there's this girl from the UK. She had something that she calls the blueprint for failure. Uh And basically she writes down whenever she's thinking about something else, then she knows that fear is holding her back. She writes down all the what ifs, all of them, just whatever pages and pages of what ifs. And she answers Mm -hmm. them all. And then she gets the bottom. She says, okay, what if this is the worst that can happen? I wrote it all down. I'm I'm good. Let's move forward it makes sense because that is maybe what we don't even like verbalize. You know, we, we have these what ifs, but we don't even really go through them so that it stops us so short before we even put thought to it. That is so good. I love it. That is so good. I have to speak it up like, oh my God, okay. I keep this in my mind because I love it. Yeah. I mean, just like you say, thinking about focusing on the what if. You don't, you just have, it's just like a quick thought. And then you're like, okay, I'm just not going to do it. Instead of just really taking the time to say like, okay, well, what if this happens? Then what? Right. You don't even follow it through. I then what was the worst that can happen? I like then, that. Thank you. And then you're that. able to take that next step. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Thank you, Jill, for that. That was good. Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> well, we'll thank um, Andrea McLean because she's the one that said it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Andrea, Andrea McLean. Thank you, Andrea. all right Jamise where do you see yourself in the next five years in the next five years I see myself with my feet up with my coconut drink with a little umbrella sticking out of it in Hawaii (laughs) because hopefully by then I would have had a lot of our videos I've gotten a call from Tyler Perry to be in a couple of his movies. <laughs> I've been on a red carpet. I've sold million dollar homes. In five years, I see myself resting. See myself resting, vacationing and resting. I love that vision. You have your vision board of just like your feet up with like flip-flops on or like, you know, that's your vision board. <laughs> It will be. It's crazy you said it because I was supposed to be doing a vision board with my cousin a couple of weeks ago. And I swear that's what I had in my mind. Like I'm going to find a picture with some flip-flops and some toes up. <laughs> the sunset in the background <laughs> over the ocean. That's going to be on there. Like that's, that's, that's my focus. I love this time that we're living in because really anything is possible. Yeah. Who would have thought? that you could post a silly video, you get a bazillion views, people start contacting you. It's crazy that that is so many people's story right now and that it can be overnight. I mean, it really can be overnight. Yes. Content creation. I'm doing a little bit of the same. You put in work, you know, it is a lot of work. (laughs) It is a lot of unpaid unseen work, but it is fun. I feel like it it brings out like an artistic side of people. It's kind of fun to dabble in. I'm, I'm enjoying it. i sure you're enjoying it. I love Um, it. I love it. (laughs) Yes. It's something that never in a million years would I have said, I make videos on Instagram (laughs) and TikTok, but here we are. 
Here we are. It's funny though because when I was younger, my brother is actually the one that's the creative, artistic one. Like, even he's a pastor, but he's written three books now. He writes plays and all of that. So when we were younger, he was the one that was into drama and acting and all of that stuff. And so we would get the camcorder. Back then, it was called the camcorder. It was big. <laughs> And we would make little videos, little little funny home videos. And it's crazy now because it's like, gosh, we were doing that 20-something years ago. But if we would have had access to social media like that back then, superstars by now. But it's so funny now because it's like now when I see it, I'm like, we used to do that. Like, why didn't I come up with YouTube? Why didn't I come up with Facebook? Or like, I wish. <laughs> Because of the way that content creation has just blown up. It is, it's crazy. It is so crazy. crazy. If people want to connect with you, where is a good place to find you? They can find me on Facebook at Q Jamise Blake, um, as well as Instagram, the exact same thing, Q Jamise Blake and TikTok. I want to wrap out the show by just thanking you for showing up today and being authentically you. I feel like the most costly thing you can do is be real. And I appreciate you. Oh, thank you, Jill. Oh my gosh. I thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Like you just opened the door for me. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. You can connect with Jamise using the links in the show notes. Please share this episode with just one other person. I believe this is a message that many women can relate to. My mission is to encourage you in that whatever season you are in, you can live with purpose and fulfillment. I want every mama to feel empowered with the ability to create change in order to be living your best life. A wonderful, free, and easy way to support this podcast is to follow and subscribe. What that does for you is bookmarks this podcast at the top of your page, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It will also update to show you the latest episode released. What that does for me is it gives me the chance to be ranked in the podcast charts. Please also leave a star rating or a review. Not only does this help boost the credibility of the podcast, it also helps new listeners get a better understanding of the show. Plus, it gives me feedback on how I can make the show more enjoyable for all of you. There is a chance that I may read your review on a future episode. As a reminder, new episodes will be posted every Thursday. If you're interested at all on being on the podcast, please check out jillgsutton.com slash podcast. I'd love to have you on the show. Your voice can change the world.